podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When you get a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, it comes from the police. And from your mother. And your best friend. And your family. We want you to buckle up every trip, every time. Three out of four people ejected from a vehicle in a crash will die. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for us. We like having you around. Click it or ticket. A message from the Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Fatback Four Daily for this Friday night. With me tonight is Carl Kopak, and we're going to have a little chat around the Watford game tomorrow evening uh, at Vicarage Road. We're going to have a little look forward towards Chelsea in the FA Cup. It's Ronnie Moran's Bertie, and Carl would like to speak about the man, and that's absolutely fine. This show is brought to you by Paddy Power, a bookies, a website, and an app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly, and remember to do so with Paddy Power. All random comments are welcome at any stage from now until we finish this show, as always. Uh, but any football stuff or anything around Liverpool is absolutely welcome too. Let's go. And here we go. Carl, four wins are needed for Liverpool to be crowned Premier League <laughs> champions for 2019-20. It's currently around the, tw- I don't know, 28th of February or something like that. And it's, oh, I've, we've spoken about this before um, on, on plenty of shows you've been on with me. It's it's a ridiculous stat to think that Liverpool are, have this amount of points amassed on the 28th of February. How's the nerves though? Because four games is to win is absolutely no problem. But are you still have do you still I'm not saying you're nervous about us not winning the league title, but is there something there you just go, just get them done, just get them done. Well, um I was actually gonna talk about work on this call, but I just remembered something. I had a call with my local club today, it was Hendon FC. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I might be doing a fundraising with them and they said to well, you know, when you come down when Liverpool come down here for the charity shield and uh, you know, we might organise a fundraiser with your fans or something, I said, It's far too early to talk about that yet. Mm. And he just laughed at me. And I said, yeah, but I've been here before. So it, it is four wins. I am not still not taking anything for granted. Um, although, as, someone could confirm this, because Leicester lost tonight, does that mean they can't win the league? We are one win, according to Avo on the chat. One win needed to be guaranteed runners-up. <laughs> well, that's what, I, that's what I've been doing for the last six weeks. If you yeah. follow me on Twitter, <clears throat> I've been doing... Um, Norwich can now long and only win the league on the 4th of January or something like that. And I've been going up the table steadily. Just sort of claiming them all off. I can tell you Leicester are currently have 10 games left and the max they can get now is 80 points. So one more win, one more win guarantees a second place. Uh, Chris Brack follows that in with win win tomorrow, top two guaranteed. City only team left to go mathematically catch us. Uh, A step closer after Leicester's results that Stephen O'Connor, we win tomorrow, mathematically they can catch us. So that's Leicester finally done and dusted in the Premier League race for uh, 19-20. And as I reminded you already, it's the 28th of February. But I'll go back to the original question. Is there anything in you that says... Just, like, how quick do you want these four wins? Do you want them just bang, 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 bang? Or are you quite happy if it's in the next six or seven? I've, I've never had half a season off. 
Mm. I think that'll just be really weird. If there's like, you know, March and like, you know, you're going into work and you're seeing your mates and they're talking about, oh yeah, you know, if, if we win, we beat Arsenal or something, then we get top four. I'm thinking, well, I'll, I'll see you again in August. It's done. Mm. You know, it's just been really, we could literally have five months off football. If we won an next tree and say we won an next, like the same four to win it, but if we won an next tree and say City lost a game and we were crowned champions, we could have eight games left as champions. Which yeah. is pros- it's roughly twenty percent of the season, yeah. where you know where you are. That that's outrageous, isn't it? And do, 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 I read this year. Do we play two or three times before City do again as well? Yeah, because they have the League Cup uh, final yeah, on, on Sunday. Yeah, and then the FA Cup is thrown in somewhere, so you're going to miss. It's a bit strange the way the, the way the the whole fixtures have worked out. But yeah, I think we we do we play three times before they play again. I think that I think it's three. Yeah, because we've got. Um, Bournemouth, haven't we? Yeah, we and have Watford, Bournemouth. Yeah. Look at the table. Uh, it's yeah, Watford, Watford Bournemouth. So mm. I, I, I don't think it's going to be four games. I think they're going to City going to go. Do you know what? That's enough. I think them beating Madrid is a big thing. I think that's going to completely recalibrate their season. Yeah, because to be honest, it would be for me if I was twenty up points behind. Yeah, and I think I've just beaten Madrid. All I'm going to do now is think about Madrid at home and yeah. keeping them out. So you just that's going to be that's going to be their first biggest scalp in Europe. They haven't done that yet. They haven't beaten anyone really huge. Yeah, someone's going to correct me on that, but I can't think of one at the moment. I remember them. Didn't they get to a semi-final and against they Madrid, Madrid yeah. and they were terrible? Yeah, terrible. Like, um, but I think you're right. I think they might need to recalibrate and reassess the season and go. We're not putting any risk into the league now. Leicester aren't going to aren't, aren't going to follow us, you know, in for second place, you know. Particularly with the UEFA situation as well, they'd love to win it. Just oh so yeah, that that throws a massive spanner in. Yeah, yeah, a massive spanner. Uh, very quickly on a, a two-year ban and a thirty million pounds, um, thirty million euros fine. What do you think comes over in the end? Uh, I maybe one-year ban because I mean the reason they've gone so big on this is so they can that UEFA they've done it so much so they can bring it down to something else. A year. It's never going to be like that. Yeah, there's not no ways it's going to be two years. They'll go. Let's bring it down to a year. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair enough. That's absolutely fair enough. I just wanted to get your get your thoughts on it. Avo says the pressure's yeah. right on Watford now. Uh, will they battle our bottle? Just on Watford, before you get in, sorry, JJ says, Gav, you promised me Goodison we would win the league. Uh, we need four wins. Our next four league games are um, obviously Watford, Watford, Bournemouth, and then there's a home game in there somewhere. Who's the home game against? Burnley. Is it Burnley and then? I think I think it's yeah, Burnley. I'll have a look at it now. But I still think I've got Villa as well at some point. Yeah, I, st- I, st- I still think it will be. Um, I still it, no. Is a Palace? No, Palace. Yeah, is Palace, a bit later. Yeah. Is a Palace? Oh, is it okay? Oh, there's so many names in my head now. Um, but before we get on to Liverpool, um, uh, Watford, um, Nigel Pearson came in. His first game get was against us around Christmas time, New Year's time, and they yeah. got a decent bounce off it, and they went on a decent run. They seem to be on. A bit of a mixed run at the moment, and I don't know whether that bounce has gone completely out of them. Going into this one, what 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 what's your feelings on Watford? Because you know they are in the bottom three; they're there for a reason. But is it for for you? Does it stick out as one of the more trickier fixtures we're going into? I think they all are. I mean, the way the the, the Norwich game went, uh, it's interesting what Klopp said. Like you know, the the twentieth side in the league is still a bloody good side. So you know, you could you say we're just going to walk over them four 0 mm. or anything like that. It, it's um. I really like Troy Deeney. I still really, really like Troy Deeney. Maybe that's because I'm a throwback to the 70s and the big bruising uh, number nine. And I loved what he said about Arsenal, and I wish more players would talk about Arsenal like that. 
you know, so they, they haven't got the bollocks to fight. Um, and that's why we always do so well against them. Um, and I think that that sort of team, they're a Nigel Pearson team, aren't they? Sort of meat and potatoes type team mm. with, De- with De La Faye, and that's about it. So it's it's not going to be easy. I mean, I, I, I've been saying this week in, week out, really. If we if they play our best, we play their best. Hang on, I was going to start that again. Yeah, go ahead. If, 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 they play, if they play to the best of their ability and we play to the best of ours, Liverpool win. Yeah. And that's the best you can ask for, really. So it's not going to be easy. I still think we'll win um, and keep the run going. I don't think we're not going to lose. I can't, I can't, please, please don't record that. It's going to be, it's, we've had harder games and I think we will have harder. I thought, from what I can remember, I was at the Anfield game and I thought they were all right. Oh, I thought you were but as well. They, but they didn't have enough, because they, they basically just kept hiding and basically putting people in midfield and then they couldn't get out really. I do but remember. they defended quite well. I do remember the matches they had where they had probably two half chances and that's what matches they showed. Um, them two chances and us scoring two goals, and that was the end of the coverage. Yeah, and it annoyed me. Oh, I was the bit. man offside, wasn't it? By by his yeah bootlace. Yeah, as well. yeah, exactly. Uh, Chris says if we beat Watford, it's twelve away wins in a row. That'd be a new record. Um, didn't know that. Um, Watford would have been a perfect game for a Henderson or a Milner. Of course, both of them are out. Um, I along agree with, along with Shakiri, yeah, I think it would have been a perfect game. Um, yeah, but a little bit of blood and guts needed, and I think them can they can supply it. But you know, like. <laughs> We're facing up to a period now where the league is in our hands. It's it's one of those where if we just do if we do our business over the next three to four weeks, the league title is secured, and then you then we probably recalibrate our our, our and we absolutely do. Uh, yeah, we absolutely do. What's your feelings on that? Do you do you think we reevaluate and go? No, we want to go unbeaten. That's a major major thing for us. Or do you think we'll take the league as it comes, but the Champions League, providing we get past it, let go Madrid, and then win the league afterwards? You know, <laughs> does the does that whole invincible thing get pushed to the side a little bit for you? No, I, w- I want it. I want it. Oh, and you want I, it? Does I, I want it. I want it. it. Yeah, I do. What do you think? The, what do. do you think the team wants? Um, I think it's a pride thing involved because basically, if we go through the whole game and draw one game and win all the others, mm. then I think that kills football. I, I really think because what do you do after that? It's it, there's only one thing you can do, and that's impossible. Mm. And um, I think that those lads would want that record. And just think, you know, if if you want to, slag, it's amazing that people are slagging us off when there's every chance we could just drop two points all season, mm. and uh, that's that'll just be an amazing thing. I think Klopp feels the same way about that as well. But um, Atletico is not going to be easy, so I think maybe that might come under threat for that. But we've been saying this all season, haven't we? Because I, I I was saying in December, like if we get through unbeaten in December, that's going to be incredible. Then I had a look at January and thought, well, this isn't good. We yeah, we, we won every game in there as well. Yeah. So nearly there. The, my only worry, my really worry is we're looking a bit tired. Uh, even we, though we had, even though we had the time off, I thought I we were very rusty against West Ham. I don't know. To be honest with you, I thought we looked a bit rusty against Norwich. Yeah, we right? did. And did. I was just, and I just thought at the time we're just playing our way back into it because no matter how much, and there was talk that Klopp and I've mentioned this a couple of times because it was something I read in the lead up to the Shrewsbury FA Cup game where they were going, why isn't Klopp there and why isn't he playing players? And and the the, the talk was is that he'd given the team a week off and he was going to do a mini pre-season the following week in the lead up yeah. to the Norwich game. And when I seen the Norwich game, I thought, listen, they're just playing their way back into it. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. The Atletico game, um, I, I, it's it still stood out for me. And the game um, on Monday night, it stood out again. Having said that, I feel that 
with that with those three games played and now you know another five days until we we play Watford, I think it's a no- I, I think you may see a different Liverpool tomorrow. I, I that's just my belief because I believe they are getting in, they will get into a rhythm and something will just click in training and then bang we're back. Um, those three competitive games following the break. I think will really, really stand to us. Question for you though. JJ says, guys, I've won tickets for the Derby game. He's in Everton's main stand near the Gladys Street end. Okay. okay. Will I get my head kicked in because <laughs> I'm with my son or will there be reds everywhere? Um, I don't go in the home end of Goodison. I think it'll be okay. Do you not think there'll be a I little bit be... more of an edge if this is a game that Liverpool could support? Oh, well, there's, there's talk of them not going. Oh, they'll uh, go. They Everton will go. Of course they will. That's all they've got. Yeah. But um, if because if they if they beat us and deny us the championship and they and they and they boycott it, that will be peak Everton. Mm. But um, so they're going to go. But they're talking about not going at all. As long as you keep your head down, you're okay. Okay, should no. be fine. It's not. Yeah. It's not as bad as it used to be. It's not as bad as people make out. Yeah, no, I don't think it is. It. I don't think it is. But the yeah, only, I mean, the only, I'd, I'd do it. He's down. He's in. If he's in. If he's in the main stand. Near the Gladys Street end, I think you'd be fine. If you're in the Gladys Street end, mm, I'm not too sure. You yeah, may, or the park end, but yeah. Listen, if you have, or the park end, yeah. But if you have to, if, what you could do is if you have the tickets on you, you could look for a swap for the the the, the Bullens and you could try to get as close as you could to the Liverpool fans. That's you know what I do. Yeah, that's what I do. I look for a swap because somebody in there, I'd probably be rather be in the Gladys Street and you'd rather be up where Liverpool are close to Liverpool. I've got, I've got a confession about Goodison. Mm. I bloody love it. I think it's a great ground. I really love Goodison Park because it's horrible and it should be horrible. <laughs> yeah. And it, 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 it should be, we don't want you here. And I really like that about certain football grounds. Mm. I don't like the Emirates. I don't want a, a cinema seat. Yeah. I want to feel like we're putting you bastards to there because it makes winning even better. Yeah. You want to hear, this, you want to hear the, 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 the ground creak around you. The woods. Yeah. Literally yeah. the woods. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the opportunity of a, of a treble is so rare, says Chris Brack. Need to take the chance when it presents itself. But I think, I think Chris, I know where you're coming from. I think Carl is right, though. You have to, like me, when I look up games and blocks of four, Carl is right. When you get to a certain period, i.e., if you've progressed past Atletico Madrid and your champions, you do have to reevaluate where you're looking because yeah. you could put everything into the Invincibles basket and something happens in the Champions League although the Champions League is easy to focus on because the teams and the quality are playing against is, is so good so um, Chris says Everton away one all then in the 90 minute Pickford drops the ball and Henderson buries it to secure the league um, we can all dream we can absolutely all dream going into this tomorrow though Carl uh, you know I've mentioned security sorry, can I, sorry can yeah. I just add one yeah. thing about that I'm not, dr- I'm not drinking in 2020 right I haven't drank, I haven't drank since the Wolves home game ridiculous and, uh, um, and my, and my boss said um, <laughs> my, my boss said that, what are you going to break it for but so my mate's 15 august so me and his brother are going to go to berlin so i'll have a few there mm. and other than that i'll only be drinking may to july okay i mean probably in one go right so may if to we july at goodison you're drinking may to july and then august daily but yeah, you're which are off the drink for 2020 yeah Great. This, I think you might have been spending a lot of time with Andy Young of LFC Day Trippers fame who claims <laughs> to have done a dry january but he only drinks on the weekends and stands yeah. by the fact that it's a dry January. You and him may need to get together um, in some sort of that's, time. That's, that's the vegetarian wafer thin ham thing, isn't it? Of course it is. And you, you, may, <laughs> you may need to get together in some sort of tag team to come back and have a go at me because I will tell you it's not a dry January. It's not. We, we came to an agreement of a moist January, which I think he, he went away quite happy with, but a little bit upset at the fact that I was telling him what to call his January. So there you go. Um, 
but going into the game tomorrow, you know, we've mentioned there Shakiri's out. Look, the news to Shakiri is out is not real news at the moment, I don't think. But Henderson being out, we knew about it. And Milner still struggling with a slight muscle strain is out as well. But we, when we go into this, what are you looking for from the from the side? Because Watford are going to have to come out and fight. Now people do yeah. say, people do say, ah, oh, you get teams, you know, resting some players against us because they don't have any hope and target games the following weekend. I get that, but at home it's hard to do that, isn't it? They're going to have to. I, come I out always and think the opposite, give, to be honest. Do you? We're shit. We're shit, but we beat Liverpool. Yeah, and that pushes you to the rest thinking. of the season. Yeah, because let's face it, that's what we did in the nineties to United. Mm. I mean, we three all take the piss about, you know, 2-1 in your cup final and all that sort of stuff. But um, I remember 2000, obviously in 2001, we, we won lots of things. But I remember the United game thinking, even if you don't win, we've won at Old Trafford. We've got that off our, you know, 10-year record. That's all gone. Um, so I think the people want to be the first team to take points or beat Liverpool. Yeah. That's a big deal for them. I made up it wasn't Moyes, obviously, because that was, that was hilarious the end of that game. But yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I think they're going to try and kick us all over the pitch. Um, be physical and try nick something early, hang on, or try nick something late after staying in the game. I still think that's the only way to beat Liverpool, get an early goal and hold. That's all you're going to do. Yeah, I think it's more and more difficult, isn't it, to you know hang on and try nick something because the, further, the, the, the more the game progresses, the more Liverpool have worn you down and the more chance of you making a mistake and Liverpool punishing you. As the, ball, the ball never gets tired, as Shankly said. Exactly, as, as we go and, and continue to not lay siege on people but just continue to play our game and our game makes you very fucking I'd be tired watching them after 70 I need to go out and have a cigarette and come back in and watch them so I can only imagine what the opposition feel like Watford's team though you know I made a comparison with them and West Ham last week where I felt that West Ham and Moyes weren't playing players in the position they should be playing and letting them do what they're good at whereas I felt Pearson was doing this with Watford for the, the initial period when he came in he was getting Delefeo in but into channels and running at people he was using Deeney he was trying to get Andre Gray going uh, Capoue uh, Decore they, they were all doing quite well defensively they looked fairly solid it's fallen apart a little bit for them they haven't won since I think I think I looked it up there a minute ago January the 12th and I think they've only taken probably two points in the last six league games so are they on a slump that they're going to struggle to get out of or do you feel tomorrow half past five it's one of those where they, this is where they can break the shackles off and go listen we've ten games left and it's either do or die I think they crumble off at 1-0 Liverpool okay because I think I think that it's it's, it's um, muscle memory oh it's Liverpool 1-0 yeah. down already yeah I, th- I think I think that's the way Liverpool are going to win in games now this season hmm. and I, was, I know that didn't win what happened on Monday night when it looked like it might do but um, a bit unlucky there, I thought. But um, yeah, I, th- I think that's what they're going to do. Okay. I think Liverpool scored the first game. It's a goal for goal. It's all over. Okay, that's a fair assessment. I think. Because what do you do? How, how do you beat Liverpool? How do you beat Liverpool when you're behind? When you're behind, you can't work harder than them. Well, usually you can't work any harder. Usually, what you do is you you would try hang in and try nick something at the end. You know, your tactic doesn't change if you're one 0 down. But it go again. Yeah. I go back to it when Liverpool are putting pressure on you and making you run and run and run. And after seventy, you want the ref to blow a whistle because you're wrecked. Now yeah. you're now you're one down and you and you can be tight. You can be try be tight and and if you if you're tight and compact against Liverpool, you're not going to score. Do you get what I'm saying? You have to be adventurous in some yeah. way. And if you go up to be adventurous, that's where they pick you off. Liverpool's approach, you know, pick me a team because the back five to me is the same. The front three is the same. It's only the midfield that you, have, that you really get an argument over. Bernardo and Fabinho, do you want to play Lallana or Keita? 
Um, I'd go with Koyte. I'd go with Koyte. I think there's a lot being made of a Koyte's Koyte's goal or game the other night against West Ham. Yeah, he was taken off. He wasn't the worst player on the pitch, not by a long shot, um, in the first hour or so. And don't get me wrong, Ox comes on, really um, has a directness about him, a purpose about him, and gets sparks us that little bit. But I still think Keita deserves, if he's fit, he deserves chances, I think, with Keita. Now, people will argue, no, 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 Ox got in there and made his chance and and deserves to, to start. But there might be an argument there that Ox is a better impact player, you know? Yeah, because uh, at 70 minutes, as you say, when you're tired, he's the last person you want to see come on because he's just going to run like a bull at you, head down. And yeah. he did that the first The first thing he did when he came on was absolutely leg it through the centre of the defence. Hmm. So how do, you, how do you work with him for that? He does annoy me sometimes, Chamberlain. This is this is this is going to be a popular view. Sometimes I do wish he'd stop shooting from forty yards. I wonder if it's he, a tactic. He doesn't. I think it might be. Yeah, like you know, he's going, he's going to get a knock off for for me, you know, or something like that. But um, I'm not saying that they're, they're compa- they're, they're, you can compare the two. But Jamie Redknapp used to do that. Jamie Redknapp was the master of just putting it past the post mm. and making the cop go ooh. Mm. Just, just get one on target. <laughs> but, you know, Chamberlain, that, that is his trademark, doesn't he? He likes a, a hard P-roller. Yeah, no, and, like, oh, the way I'm looking at it, is it a tactic where he lets one off early and then you you kind of say, oh, they might leave a bit of space and to have a shot because they don't trust him to score, and then he looks to slip people in. Um, yeah. it's one of those Avo says all the yeah. talk of Naby not cutting the mustard I'll, I'll start that again all the talk of Naby not cutting the mustard and is it time for him to move on what do you think do you think he's not suited to playing the system and is more suited to a four man midfield um, right you asked that right and I'm going to tell you uh, one of our lads had an opinion yesterday with regards to Naby Keita uh, he's not even on Twitter but it was put on Twitter on our timeline and the place went absolutely crazy uh, because it involved Philippe Coutinho and there was don't get me wrong there was just loads of ridiculous comments uh, sent back um, but there was some good football ones as well you know talking in and out but what's your take on Naby Keita because where do you see it? like has he progressed enough since he's joined the club for you has injuries held him back when we get to the end of the season do we have to evaluate where he is do we go no everything's fine continue on if we get him in a run of games he's absolutely fine where do you stand on it Carl? I think Naby Keita hasn't done well since he's been here. Mm. It's not entirely his fault. I think he's a bit... There's the, he does a few things that's really annoy me. Every now and then, lift your head up and pass at the Milan-Boris thing. But the Leicester City game on Boxing Day, he was absolutely brilliant. And I think he's just not settled. And I don't, I, I, people are talking about, you know, get rid of him now. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. We're not doing that. Um, he needs time to settle in. I know this is already this is his second season already, but he's had injuries and he's still reacclimatizing. And he's he's clearly a quality player, but there are times when I just wish he was on the pitch and he was on the pitch. I've had that a few times this season. I thought maybe we should get Kaiser on. Oh, he's playing. Which we I, I mean, Wijnaldum used to be a bit like that as well. Mm. Maybe we'll bring Wijnaldum on. Oh, he's, he actually started. I just didn't realise he was on the pitch. He was that anonymous. So I think you're going to get things like that from him occasionally. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of neutral. I don't see the I don't see do the kite loving thing at all. I really don't. Mm. But I'm not writing him off either. Mm. He's just, I, I want to say not yet. He's not yet. Then I'd be kite. I thought he was going to be. I remember I was at his debut against West Ham, and I thought, well, he played up front for a bit, mm. and I thought, um, I thought he's fantastic. Mm. Oh, so, I, you know, there's definitely a player there. 
there's 100% a player there. He has all the tools. Um, I was having to think about this today because, you know, we all knew Naby Keita was coming to play for Liverpool. Um, he did a year beforehand. He arrived at the start of last season and in glimpses he looks very, very good. Don't get me wrong. He suffers a couple of injuries, especially one near the end of the season when he was on a decent run. Um, he was on a decent run of form, let's be honest about it. He suffers an injury that keeps him out more or less till the end of the season, you know. He starts off this season, he isn't treated well by his national side, let's be honest. I think he's been very unfortunate no. in the injuries he's got and the circumstances around him. Now, I always look at it and go, listen, I've I've said this about Joe Gomez for argument's sake. I want to see Joe Gomez go a season without you know, injuries and, and just playing, whether that's a 6 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10 every week, playing and you can give him a full evaluation. Uh, because last season, his, yeah. his, his, his season was broken up. This season was broken up for different reasons because he wasn't fourth choice and he was coming back from an injury in part of that. When it comes to Keita, there's definitely a player in there, 100%. There's no shadow of a doubt about that. The only evaluation I would make on Keita is if... Listen, he could play the last 12 league games of the season or 10 league games or 11, whatever it is. He could be outstanding and we go, there's the player we're looking for. Yeah. If if he gets to the end of the season and you're a bit, mm, I'm not too sure, he was good here, he wasn't great there, the consistency probably isn't there, I start to wonder whether he fits this team. And what I mean by that is the, the, the functionality of the midfield is extremely important to this team. And then I look at him and I go, don't get me wrong, he chases, he works hard, he wins the ball, he wins tackles, he, he gets forward when he's on form. But does he does he function that well in that midfield? That's the only question I would have over him, barring the injuries. Do you get what I'm saying? I'd go, I'd, I'd go a bit deeper, actually. I'd say, is this the league for him? That's yeah. I'm, I'm. I don't know. That that's my only kind of thing about it. Like people do point to the injuries and people point to his Leipzig form. Now pointing to his Leipzig form for me is a bit ridiculous. I'm going to put that out there because his Leipzig form. Let's be honest. Was 2016, 17, 2017, yeah. 18. He was not good for Leipzig. Anyone will tell you that they've watched it. Okay. He comes in last season. You give him a bed in season. That's no problem. And this season he's looked good in in fits and starts. The injuries again. Um, you know. I just, you may be right, is it the league for him? He looked physically bigger at the start of this season. I thought that's a big improvement for me. Yeah. But I just don't know whether it just isn't right. The midfield isn't right. Could it be right if we went to fourth? If we, look, we could sign a Werner. He could go a 4 2 3 1 and he could throw him in beside Fabinho in the two. And you could go, there's a player. He runs around, he gets it, he's created from deep, and he has those players ahead of him to do the business with him. That could be a thing. Maybe the system, maybe not. But overall, I think. Naby Keita, for me, I'd love to see him the last 10, 10 games of the season being fit. Show us what you can do. I still... Look, if you had to call it now, Carl, does he get another season? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, okay. definitely. All right, cool. But uh, my, my question for you would be, mm. does he start at the Alliance semi-final? Um, does he start at the Alliance against Bayern? Yeah. In a semi-final? Yeah, that would be my question. Do you need is 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 he that level? Yeah, where he plays no. those games. No, and that would be my issue with him. No, and I think uh, I, I I I'm Villa at home. No problem with the league done all day. Yeah, knock yourself out, son. No, you can't say that. But we played West Ham yeah. the other day, and he wasn't the worst player. Don't get me wrong, he was not the worst player. He he was probably one of the so, brightest. So players. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, but you know what the thing was, and. Like, I said this the other day, and, and I know when you say things like that, you're going to get absolutely abused over it. I felt we missed Henderson. And 
people go, oh, no, oh, you're only saying that. And I went, no. No. I he, think, he, we, we, we missed Jordan. If you know anything about the game, we missed Jordan Henderson. I thought he's the tempo man. He's the tempo man, but also I think he he is the he is the point where everybody picks their positions off, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. So when Henderson is floating around out there on the right, Trent knows where to be, Salah knows where to be, Firmino knows where to come, and, and Fabinho knows where to stand in relation, and Ronaldo knows where to go as well. That's just my opinion. The other day, Fabinho looked a bit lost. Now, it's not Keita's fault. Don't get me wrong. It's not Keita's fault. I think Fabinho should have stood up and been way more responsible the other night with regards to where the other two men were around him, seeing as that yeah. he's seeing everything in front of him. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I just do think we missed um, Henderson. If it comes to a semi-final, I'm picking Henderson, Wijnaldum, um, Fabinho all day long. And yeah, for sure. That, that's, and the reason I'm being is, it works. Yeah. You know, and the that's, only, that's the only combination that is guaranteed to work. Which sounds weird when we've won twenty six out of twenty seven, I know, but yeah. But that's the one I always feel more comfortable in. Those lads know what they're doing. Yes. And and the other together thing, rather than individually. Exactly. And if the, the the function of the midfield is cast iron. Now don't get me wrong, they were poor in Madrid to trade them, but having said that, yeah. who wasn't? You know the kind of yeah. and having said that, you know, they walked fine. I would have had a little bit more of a go over our front three in Madrid than I would have against the midfield. Shots would be nice, yeah. You know, so uh, <laughs> David Flardy, David Flardy said he started against Bayern at home last season. In fairness, he did. And l- listen, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that Naby Keita can't go and have great games with Liverpool. I would give anything for Naby Keita to turn around starting tomorrow evening and take this league a fucking sunder from here yeah. until May the seventeenth. And the, the new Ronnie Rosenthal. And everyone to turn around and go, what a fucking player! And I and I go. What a player. And that then that means then, if you want to leave a Wijnaldum out, you know this fella is absolutely on it. If you want to start him, he's absolutely on it. And Wijnaldum has to try to get a spot back, or a Henderson has to try to get a spot back. That's what you I want. Think, I think I think Kaita plays Tuesday. He, um, in the cup? Yeah. Yeah, we get on. Well, yeah, when we get, it'll be interesting. The lineup is going to be interesting on Tuesday, and I'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Stephen O'Connor says, Gab, 100%, I have to agree. It made me realise the importance of Henderson when he wasn't there last week. Just for me, I just felt that after probably 25 minutes. And you're probably better off saying it in your own head rather than saying it on social media because it's it's a A versus B all the time. You know what I mean? X, X versus Y, stuff like that. Um, but look, going on the team, are, are we both agreed on Fabinho and Alden Keita? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because, I mean, I, I would have said Chamberlain or Lallana. I still think he might, he might, he might, he might play Lallana game on Tuesday, though. So um, He likes Lallana. He does really like Lallana. Um, but I think, yeah, probably right. It probably will be Keita. And with uh, Chamberlain to come on and then shoot a lot from outside the box. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no worries. And Literally, front, that's what he'll do. And the front and the front three... Um, and the front three as as normal. Uh, Stephen yeah. Hacker reckon he doesn't have the walk rate. I don't think. I, I'm not too sure. I just. I don't. I think he has the walk rate. I just this going back to Kate. Obviously, I think it's just. It may sound ridiculous, but he's 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 two thirds of the way through his second season, and I still think he's trying to find his feet in the system or trying to play yeah. and what's being asked of him, and that could be down to injuries, the, the the language barrier, which I think is a bit of a mad one as well, but. There's enough there's enough circumstance there for me to say if you could just fix this, this and this by a couple of percent, we're absolutely fine. Um 
JJ reckons he's not physical enough. Again, I thought he was bigger. He looked bigger. He looked stronger at the start of the season. He definitely gets another season for me. Def- 100%. I think there's too much there, too much potential there. And enough to work with to get it right where you could have, have a fabulous player in your hands. Yeah. Uh, Prediction-wise for tomorrow um, away at, at Watford, what are we going for? 2-0. 2-0. Want to give me some yeah. scores? Uh, money and money. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Mane, greatest footballer in the world. Mane and Mane, he is the greatest footballer in the world. Um, I'm going to go with a two-one Liverpool win. Um, I think we we'll go ahead. I think we we'll go two ahead. And we might concede one late on. Jordini corner. Uh, I don't think. I think Delafeo's in decent form despite them being uh, poor lately. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player. Um, so I'm going to go with a 2-1. I'm going to go with... I'm actually going to go with Keita to get one. And I'm going to go with Salah to get one as well. Chris Brack says, same 11 as West Ham uh, versus Watford. It won't happen, but I'd like to go close to full strength versus Chelsea with only max three changes. Uh, Stephen Hacker has 3-1 the Reds. If anybody's watching this on Periscope, please share onto your timeline. If you're watching on YouTube, please like. That's very important apparently please like it uh please subscribe and please hit the bell icon and you will know every time we go live we do have paddy power charity bets um that will be placed on this game probably around five o'clock uh half four probably when the teams come out but if you do have any bets that you would like to recommend simply go on to our discord group uh go to the paddy power charity bet and you will find everything you need to know there just lash in any suggestions you want and i'll pick out the best three um as i told you last week we're back to zero amount raised because we bought loads of stuff um for the food banks um, that you see outside Goodison and Anfield. And oh, that, nice. that was delivered to them last uh, Monday gone. So they were absolutely thrilled with that. They said thanks to everybody. Um, I got a message back saying really, really, really appreciate it. So thanks to all the people that sent in the bets and made us some money for that. Um, Chris Brack has 2-0 Liverpool, Salah and Bobby. Touching on the FA Cup. So the big thing is... Um, oh, sorry, I have to ask this. Random Sherlock question. Carol, oh, if you are Sher- if you are Sherlock Holmes, who would be your Moriarty? Ah, who's Moriarty? Moriarty is his arch rival. He only appears in one story, okay, and one on one of the novels, and mm-hmm. on both occasions, Watson meets him for the first time, mm-hmm. which is impossible. Yeah, uh, it would be my Moriarty. See, that's a difficult question because I can name people on Twitter, but I'd start a war if I did that. Oh, go on, a lot. We'll back um, you up. Oh, everyone likes me. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they really, really don't. Yeah. Um, We're the same, believe it or not. Uh, I don't know. I, I usually say Trevor these things, but um, ah, Trevor just going. Sorry, man, I can't fight you today, man. I'm, I'm doing something <laughs> with my head, and then he I've just, just bought off. a hat. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. You can have. A I'll go with. Yeah, go on. Allardyce. Allardyce. Yeah. okay yeah that's no problem that's uh, that, that would be amazing yeah I, th- I think it would be the Napoleon um, of crime 
I'd pay with to watch gra- it with, with gravy stains on it. I'd I'd pay to watch it. Sure. Um, let me see. Full team against uh, Chelsea players as Alan Ma- Alan McGibney. Um, I don't think it'll be full choice. Fourth choice. We're going to go and have a look at this now. So we approach this Chelsea game, and again, I'm going to start with Chelsea. The way I start with Watford. What way do you see these approaching this? Because they're out of the Champions League. Let's be honest about it. They were skilled the other night by Bayern. Yeah, absolutely, uh, bastards. They they're looking. They're not just peeking behind them. They're, they're fully looking behind it over their shoulder now with regards to the Premier League. With, with the likes of United, uh, Spurs, Wolves, Sheffield United, they're all in with a great chance of of catching them. And, you know, they, re- they really, really need to get in there. Do they approach this with a case of, like you said, you reevaluate your season and you go, we have to go with top four. We have to do this. An FA Cup would be great, but if an FA Cup in sixth just doesn't cut the mustard, what way do you see them approaching it? I, if you think back to August, people were saying Lampard first season top eight, and he's had a good season. If if Chelsea get a top four, I genuinely think that that's one of their best achievements ever. When you bear in mind they were playing kids and they had a ban, I think he does everything he could for place. That's what, if I was a Chelsea fan, that's what I'd be going for. Yeah, because they always win the cup anyway. No, no one cares who wins the cup anymore. So um, I th- I think he'd rather get fourth place. Okay. Um, uh, so with regards to the, the game on Tuesday, then do you see do you see them trying to use their squad a bit more? I think so. Yeah, because of crucial Premier League games coming up. Now, when I say try to use their squad a bit more, I'm trying to think of their squad. Loftus Cheek is the first one I can think of. Well, he was on the bench he, against Spurs. Yeah, he's, I know he's been out. Mm. Um, so I think that that would be a good ninety minutes for him for that. Mm. Um, is Pulisic injured or? I was wondering about him the other day because I because Abraham's been because if Giroud's playing then it means that Pulisic is out probably. Mm. Um, but but he, he was more or less he was he was just playing Giroud instead of Abraham and then yeah. but I think he knocked that on the head after I I think he was kind of forced into that against Munich because of his yeah. performance against Spurs and then he got Abraham on the pitch I think you'll see Abraham back and um, but but one of them will play but but then I kind of think through that team and I go what have they got they seem to have a really small squad despite having. Yeah. 500 players in their books. Yeah. You know, um, Avo says his Moriarty is Roy the Owl Hodgson. It's not a bad show. The Napoleon of books. Yeah, mm. it could be. Yeah, it's not a bad show. So we think Chelsea are going to mix it up a little bit. Um, and I'd like to see that because if they mix it up a bit and we play what we've played in the FA Cup and probably drop two or three more in that are a bit more experienced, i.e. Matt Blovren, um and one or two others, I think we have a brilliant chance of going through this round. And then we have to start playing this, the FA Cup quite seriously. Although if we go through and moves the Palace game, which I know will upset a lot of people who have, gam- who have gambled on being in Liverpool that weekend. Yeah. Uh, Chris Brack would prefer Allison, Williams, Gomez, VVD, Robertson, Kate, Wijnaldum, Minamino, Salah, Origi, Mane. He's gone really, really strong. Um, it's it's it, that's a strong side. JJ says uh, he feels Chelsea will chop and change. What are you going with? Try naming a team for Chelsea. It's hard, isn't it? I, I was going to say it's close to the Everton Cup game. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nico Williams definitely, Matip Lovren because they have got to play at some point. I know we brought. Yeah. Um, he brought Matip on. Um, Minamino, Lalana. I don't know if, if the, uh, um, uh, Yossi's fit, the left back. And it was yeah. been out. Shiravella. Yeah, Shiravella definitely. Mm. Deserves it, just deserves it. Mm. Um, and, God, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, definitely Curtis Jones, obviously. 
Mm. Could he do something like uh, uh, Could he do something like a three at the back? Because if if Larucci, although I haven't heard anything that Larucci's not fit, but didn't he play? Who did he? Did he played Larucci. Did, no, we didn't. He played Adam. Um, what's the young? The other left back kid. Yeah, Adam. His name's gone yeah, in my head. Him. He they played him left back in the last game. I'm wondering, did he go with the two young fullbacks and put Lovren and Matip in there? And but the only thing was, didn't did, did they play Lovren and Matip away against Shrewsbury and they were atrocious? No, they played Vanderberg, didn't they? Uh, Not away. Oh, away. Uh, away it was Lovren and Matip. Yeah, Lovren and Matip. Yeah, and then he just went and Fabino, where three players on the pitch. Yeah, by a distance. So I'm wondering, does he? I think he plays Adrian. I think he goes Adam Lewis. Yeah, he's got to play Adrian. He's got to Adam play Adrian. Lewis is the name I'm thinking of. That's him, yeah. Um, so Adam Lewis, Nico Williams, Matip, Matip Lovren. Lovren. So then you have a midfield three of Shiravella, Lalana, Lalana, Jones. Jones, and then up front you have Minamino, Elliot, Arigi. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm all right with that. Um yeah, I'm absolutely fine with that. Uh, random questions. If you have any random questions, please throw them in now. We've about five, ten minutes left, and we'll go from there. Uh, so random questions, absolutely go. Uh, Alan McGibney says Williams to play. I think Nico Williams will play right back. I, I genuinely do. Uh, let me see. Alan asks, any hangover cures you swear by? Yeah, don't drink in 2020. Only between May and July and some of August, yeah. though. But that, that's just going to be one hangover because that's just going to be a continual thing day and night. Mm. So you're committing to just a one three-month hangover or yeah. cumulative three months and then one yeah. hangover. Yeah, I'm, absolutely, I'm up at that. Bearing I, in mind, I work for a cardiovascular charity, so that's uh, probably not the wisest thing. I've you just may done. need to lay low while you're doing this three-month challenge. Yeah. Uh, but if, if I could, I would join you on it. Um, there's nothing that gives me more pleasure than celebrating with loads of cans. Um Hangover cures. Um, people swear by cold pizza and a can of Coke. I know Sean. Yeah, and, and to be honest, again, that, that works because it's, it's carbohydrate and sugar. Mm. Yeah. The only way to do it, really, is drink lots of water the day before and sleep as long as you possibly can. Mm. I know. I, I do. People do say drink a lot of water when you get home before you go to yeah. bed. Um, it starts to rehydrate you while you sleep. Uh, I will say Lucas A at Sport and seven up not in the same glass drink them no you know one one have a bit of one a bit of the other and keep going at that i've i've that's been known but i will tell you i my one personally would be um some sort of takeaway field the next day is brilliant oh absolutely yeah you gotta do that yeah it's absolutely brilliant whether that's chinese or whether it's from the, the takeaway you know Anything like that, I think, is, is absolutely sparring. The pizza and can of Coke show by Shawnee, who told us this last week, is absolutely um, is A1. Doesn't, there's nothing better than that. Uh, it's a good hangover cure. But they do I, say. I, I won't ruin it for you, but if you want to go on Twitter and ask Gareth Roberts what his is, it's fantastic. Okay. Right. Okay. So we can get on to Gareth Actually, Roberts. Don't, don't, don't everyone do it because he's going to be completely stunned by that. Yeah, Gareth Roberts in the Amphorab has got quite an unusual one. Okay. So, in fact, I might as well tell you so otherwise he's going to get bothered. Uh, I think it's um, a sleep, Lucas Aid, and a wank. A shit and a wank. That was it. Okay. All right. Different. Okay. Yeah. Um, no cold pizza involved I there. I, I hope he's not doing that in the office. No. Well, I'd hope he'd kind of. I'd be in late, lads. Seeing a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what's the worst hangover? What's the worst hangover you've ever had? Uh, oh man, I've had a three dayer. Yeah, I've had a couple where they've been. Yeah. No, not so much since I've um, had kids. Because you just can't. 
Um, no. You know, y- y- your wife will, will let you away with so much when you're when you're married and no kids and you're in the house and she can go off about her business and you can just die for for two days. But when you have kids, it's like, listen, I'm giving you till noon at the latest and then you're getting up and dealing with these kids. <laughs> noon? Um, that's about it. That's all noon, you're 6 a.m. You know, um, yeah, now with kids, like they're up at any hour. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. My daughter gets up especially early on weekends just to annoy me. Uh, so yeah, yeah my mate just said to me when the kids when when the, when the clocks go back and we get things they get in an hour. No mm. one tells babies that. No, no, no. It's all programmed in to just get up um, yeah. at the same time. It's 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 weird. Uh, but I've had really bad ones. I've had bad ones where like you're hallucinating and everything. You know, you're, uh, the worst bit for me is when you get into bed and you try sleep and then you realise how drunk you are, and the whole room the sp- is the, literally spinning. The bed, yeah. Yeah. Quick 20 minutes on the spinning bed before you go to sleep. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's people say Alka-Seltzer as well before you go to go to bed and all sorts oh, of stuff. Like, you do, yeah. yeah, so it's um it's mad. Avo asks, have you read my Discord question, Gav? I see in quite a long question there, Avo. I'll try to get it up before we finish. Alan's asked, oh Alan says it's rag week next week, lads. Need all the hangover cures you can give me. Alan let us know where you go to college. Let us know if it's near a Domino's pizza or an Apache pizza or a four-star pizza, and then you need to plan from there. That would be my advice. Loads of cans of uh, Coke in the fridge, as cold as you can get them. Or Lucozade. Um, or Lucozade of any type, and then you need to just know you will be left in silence in a, in a slightly darkened room for the time required. Brush your teeth a lot. That works for me for some reason. Brushing your teeth? Yeah, a lot. A lot during the day. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't know why it works because, like you know, um, I don't know why that is. I think it's just because it's sort of cheating my mind that I'm, I'm I woke up and I'm fresh. Okay. So if I just keep renewing that, then okay, feels like I'm getting away with it. Okay. Um, let me see. Um, this is the question from Avo. Now I don't know this. This will be good for you because it looks like it has some Irish references in it. But anyway, here we go. Imagine the scenario, Gav. You're on the roof of a burning building, and there's a building opposite that's two meters away. Of obviously going back to where previous famous question: How long? How far can you jump between buildings? Yeah. The, the drop below is onto toasted bread, um, or toasted bagels because they are the hottest things in the world. And on the other building, there's a more there's a mortar of crows and some bloke on a double-decker camel throwing solid chocolate Easter eggs at you. Oh, this is you're bringing every reference for this show that's ever been. So, okay, you're on the roof. <laughs> you're being attacked by crows, solid Easter eggs, and a bloke on a really tall camel is on the building. If you drop below, you're falling into recently toasted bagels, which are the hottest things in the world. Do you, A, risk looking like a Northsider, which is a Dublin thing, and get your fancy bottle of water out to put the fire out, you wouldn't get a fancy bottle of water out if you're a Northsider in Dublin. Let's throw that out there before we start, and Andy will be horrified at that thought. Um, or do you, B, throw an expensive mattress on the toasted bagels, we're going to call them, jump on the mattress with your expensive trainers on, and walk away in your expensively named leather jacket. Right. Um... I don't know what's just happened. I either the way, to be honest with you. Um, but I can't. Yes, I, 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 I can tell you that burning buildings, um, a person on a really tall camel, uh, loads of crows, solid Easter eggs, uh, fancy bottles of water, um, toasted bagels, 
um, mattresses, expensive mattresses, expensive footwear and expensive leather jackets, which Andy has asked you all to go out and get a loan for, um, has been mentioned on this show before. So I really like all the references. What I would do is the mattress is 100% going down onto the toasted bagels and I'm getting onto it and I'm getting away because I'm not going near crows or camels or anything like it. Um, so that would be my answer to that question. I'm absolutely using the mattress to dive down. I know that um, Andy won't be impressed with that because Andy wants you all to take a loan out of 3,000 pounds or euros, buy yourself a really good mattress, really good footwear and a really good leather jacket. He reckons you can pay it over 10 years and there won't be a problem. Um, I, I feel like murder of crows though i do like that collector term do you know what it is for owls i'm not too sure but grizz is immensely grizz is immensely afraid of crows okay he has he's like morbid fear of of crows um why i don't know um they don't look friendly you've got to say that yeah alan says he's in limerick um which is in the southwest of ireland and he says there's plenty of dominoes pizza around the place well this is what you do order yourself a pizza for that evening and don't eat it. Okay? Get your food on the way home, as you would. But order order Domino's, order pizza and loads of cans of Coke. Put them away. Don't touch them. Have your food as normal that way on the way home. Fall into sleep. Wake up with a hangover. And there is a full pizza there with loads of cans of Coke the next morning. It's absolutely... Um, it's absolutely brilliant, and that's uh, what you want to do. Um, Avo says, obviously, that was references to shows gone by. It's mad when you when you make that list. It absolutely is mad. Um, Max says we should get Avo to do the season review. Um, yeah, we absolutely could. Um, do you know what I want to ask you, Carl, before we go? go? Do you know all these storms? Yeah. Why did he have stupid names? Now, this I've got a view on this. I've not been on Twitter Great. for a bit. Love but, it. Um, um, because someone, I've, I've nicked it from someone else. Someone said that you should basically be able to name the storm yourself, right? Because they, because they've got no link whatsoever with reality. Mm-hmm. So um, well, there was Kira, there was Dennis, D- Dennis, and whatever this one is. Well, the, the the only thing is there was Kira, Dennis, which is C and D. So they go in the alphabet, right? Oh, yeah, and now they've E F G H I, and now we're up to Hoggy, which is J. So have I missed five storms? Many months. Or Tribute are these storms that come out of America and they have loads of them and we yeah, only get a couple? Yeah, that's probably what it is, yeah. Okay. When it got to oi, and I'm disgusted that they don't call a storm in a teacup. <laughs> I always wanted that to be called storm in a teacup. And I'm, I'm a bit disgusted that we've passed fucking oi again and we haven't got the name. You'd like to name your own one? Yeah, um, so last week we had um, um, Storm Ruth Maddock. Right. Uh, just because I think we should just mention 70s, 80s um, sitcom characters and give them storm names. But what um, happens if you? What happens then if you go down and you meet me and you go, "Oh, what do you think of this root magic well, on the you've way?" Got, you, you've, got, you've got your own name. You could say, "Well, you know, it, how did you get on with Margot Ledbetter today from the Good Life?" So people will just have to cop on that when you talk about this, you're talking about storms. Yeah. So the most random, the most yeah. random sentence you will hear today, he will be referring to the storm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. How, how was your weekend? I had to, I had to stay in because of Lenny Bennett. You okay. know, it, it's just. Yeah. Oh, I'm up for that. I'm actually the next time that comes in, I'm just going to reference it as something else and tweet you about it and go, "This yeah. Jesus, um, John Lennon looks mad this week." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think oh, the more obscure the name, the better. Vera Duckworth is coming in hard at the oh, weekend. Do you know what? It's. Uh, um, uh, oh, I like this game. Fred Elliott. It's been really bad with Fred Elliott this <laughs> weekend. Elliott. 
Jesus, Mike Baldwin is looking rough this weekend. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm yeah. into that. Alan Alan McGibney says he drank Southern Comfort and Red when he lived in Dublin back in the 90s. Remember, actually dying the next day. Do you have Red Lemonade in England? I don't think you do. I've seen it. It's, it's not a big thing. It's huge I have in Ireland. seen it, though. Huge what in Ireland. What cream soda, though? Cream soda's white. Or transparent. Not white. Then it'd be PVA glue. But it'd be... Uh, it's white. Green as a kid in Liverpool. Green. No, the, the cream yeah. soda here is um, just white. It's it looks here as well. It looks like yeah. Seven Up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was green in bottles in the seventies in Liverpool. Yeah, I remember going to Vegas uh, on my honeymoon, and well, New York, Vegas, and got to Vegas, and we sit in this lovely bar. My wife orders a fucking coke, whatever it was, and I said, "Can I have a sudi in red?" And the woman looked at me as if I had ten heads, and my wife looked at me as if I had more than ten heads. She was like, "Red lemonade doesn't exist outside." where we live there's too many colorings in it there's just way too much shit in it um the, you know it just doesn't happen so uh, isn't that just tizer yeah like it's the same color as iron brew oh, okay you know but it's red lemonade i don't even know if they, do, they must still do it here they have to you get it in, in pubs in dublin you'll see bottles glass bottles of red lemonade really i've never and, heard of that forever yeah and and sudden comfort with it is amazing and he, he, alan references sudden comfort there i always remember when i was about 15 going into dublin city center the week before christmas to buy obviously my christmas clothes as people do and ended up with an older relation who was about 19, and we were sitting in a pub uh, drinking warm Southern Comfort and Red because it was so cold out, and I just thought, yeah, that's great. And I really like it. I always have liked it. Um, Avo shouts with Mac- McDonald's Vanilla Milkshake the morning after. Sorts his head right out. It's Actually, you've got to say Iron Brew as well. That's just, that's, that's just Scottish one, isn't it? Yeah. It does, does work. Yeah. Um, or isn't or- it's pure sugar. That's yeah, why. he says, isn't Orange Brew, isn't Iron Brew Orange? It is red lemonade. It is, yeah. yeah, it's the same sort of concept. You know, it's not like it. It's not really red. Do you know what I mean? It's more of an orangey kind of tinge of it, dark orange, I suppose. But I'll I'll get a bottle of it. And I'll put it on camera next week. Um, when I when I get a chance. Um, tweet tweet a photo afterwards. I will tweet a photo afterwards. But I'm definitely now when a storm comes in, I'm making my own name up for it, and I'm going to be tweeting you. And I urge everybody that's listening to just name your storm and. Tweet, yeah, let's reclaim our tweet, Cal. Yeah, let don't don't let don't let the um, authorities tell us what we can call our storms. Absolutely, yeah. I'm not um, listening to the meteorological man. Thank you. Okay, Alpine and Schofield, which are brands, used to be green yeah. in Liverpool. Yeah. Al- yeah, Alpine was mine. Yeah, right. So this was cream soda. Yeah, and it was green. green. Yep. Okay. I remember when we signed Dalglish and he came to Liverpool and he couldn't get his head around the fact that it was it was green. Right. You mentioned it in the Kenny Dalglish annual. Jesus. I remember that really clearly. Never, never know. Um, Keith wants the storms to be exaggerated, like Storm Armageddon, Storm Destruction, Storm Chaos. Um, and it's just Storm based. Supernova. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all that sort of stuff. Um, the last thing we want to talk about, and if you have any more random questions, try them in. I'll, I'll quick fire at the end. Uh, Ronnie Moran, it would have been his birthday today. Yep. You want to talk about Ronnie Moran? Uh, Ronnie Moran is... Um, one of the greatest human beings ever to represent Liverpool Football Club. And I never, ever tire of talking about him. And there's so many Ronnie Brand stories. But there's one clip on YouTube where, I think it's 2012, Kenny's there anyway. Mm. Uh, and Jamie Redknapp goes back to uh, Melwood. And um, and he's just talking to the camera. Then he sees um, Ronnie Moran and he shouts, Bugsy, Bugsy. And he, that was his nickname. And he goes off behind him. And he says, oh, um, I, you know, I'd, I'd recognise your legs anyway, Bugsy. 
And Ronnie Rand, you can because he's not well. You can say he's sad he's not well. Mm. He just looks at him and he says, "What have I told you about coming here unshaved?" It's just one of the greatest things I've ever seen, honestly. Yeah. And he's smiling, but you see you're saying it at the same time. Mm. Well, what are you doing? We, 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 we shave here. There was, there's obviously the famous stories about him, about, um, you know, do you want this league medal and I'll put them in the bin and yeah. they don't mean anything, you know. The Amalby uh, one at Norwich is great as well. Uh, he, he's just such a driven man from what I've seen. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you go back, doesn't he take temporary charge when Daglish leaves? Uh, yeah, he does and, uh, back in nineteen in ninety one after that. Yeah. Did he take temporary charge for a game or two? Yeah, when we I beat think, um, sure we does. beat seven one. I think it's a way. Of, I have a way of looting in my head. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, but I know when we beat we beat um, Derby County seven one, and we gone back to top of the league. And the interviewer said to him, um, "So you're back at the top, Ronnie?" And it's obviously that Arsenal were going to win the league at that point. Mm. And he just said, "So I believe." Yeah, couldn't be asked because he knows what it is. Yeah. No, no. So, so I believe. I also like the fact that he never says nil. He always says nothing. Mm. And we we went there and we won four nothing. Mm. I love things like that. Yeah, ruthless man, but in the right way, I think. Yeah. Because I love the fact he refused to give Jan Molby a, on his debut. Refused to give him a massage at halftime because he wasn't good enough yet. Yeah, it's just so driven. That, and and you know, people talk about the standards of Liverpool Football Club and the boot room and. And you know Shankly and Paisley and, and all these people, Fagan, Daglish, you go, tr- you can go through them, keep going, you can go for ages. But Ronnie Moran it was always there, you know, he was always part of what was going on. And so many people, when he died, spoke about him, about how he was like the driving force. He was the man. Yeah. That, he was the man that kept everyone focused. You know, he's you Liverpool. Nev- he is Liverpool. As you, you, you never, you never walked off a training pitch or a football pitch thinking you were the best thing since sliced bread because he wouldn't let yeah. you. And the way he looked at it was, you know, yeah, you've done okay, but I'm not going to give you that. You know, yeah. if you go and do a go and do a 42 times in the league and come back, and when you come back, I'll probably tell you the medals worth nothing, and um, because we start again for next, he had. This he, he also he also once told John Barnes during the '88 season that he was all right, but he'd never beat Al Faro Smith. Yeah, he's just. Uh, I he, love that. He's <laughs> John Barnes. Goes, the fuck is Al Faro Smith? Yeah, he's just. It, it, it's just. Do you know what he he wouldn't suit today's game. No. Because you can't say anybody anything to anyone anymore, no. and he get himself into more trouble than anything else. Now I'm not yeah. saying he would say stuff that would be wrong. It's just the stuff he would say. I don't think they have the, the, the their skin isn't thick enough for him. You know. Yeah, I, I, and, uh, bearing in mind that United once employed someone to go around and and um, teach Patrice Ever how to open a tin of beans. So you know, it, it's not. It's a different planet, and of course, the, the wage structure is different. They're not hungry as enough anymore, and mm. what have you. Which I know that sounds like your dad talking and everything, but mm. um, yeah, it's different age, isn't it? And mm. it was just, I just drummed into more time. I'd also love to think about that if he bollocked you, he mean, it's a good thing because it means he likes you. Yeah, and then Jamie, he stopped. He's, invest- he's invested in you. Yeah, and he, he stopped bollocking Jamie Redknapp, and and he went, he went over to Ronnie Beal and said, "I'm, I'm in trouble, Bugsy. Stop bollocking me." He said, "Yeah, it's because you're a good player now." Mm. <laughs> yeah, he gets you to a level and he expects you to stay there. And if you stay there, yeah. you're fine. And if you don't, you'll know about it. Well, I, that's I think, how David Hudson left. Yeah, well, it, David Hudson, he answered back and and um, and Ronnie Rand just very quietly went to well, that's the end of the game. And that will and be was. the end of you. Yeah, absolutely. Avo says even Sooness was scared of uh, of Ronnie Moran. Yeah, um, I can believe that. So yeah, no, I, I think he's. I, I don't know if he was. He may have just, been a timid. Just, just respect. You just listen to him when he spoke. Yeah, and I don't know if he, he sets out. He set out to be deliberately intimidating the people, but he just had a way, and he had standards that, you know, standards and morals. I suppose 
where, yeah. you know, this is what you do and you have to realise the club you're at and this is the level you need to get to and stay at and never let drop. And I think that's, and I think, I think it's, um, like we, we, we see the, the, the permanent kind of tributes to, to different people around the club or Anfield, you know, um, Paisley, Shankly, statues, stuff like that. I'd love to see uh, something permanent um, at anywhere, preferably Kirby, um, towards Ronnie Moran. I think he's an absolute great of, of Liverpool Football Club. And as you said, you feel he is Liverpool Football Club. Yeah, it's a personification of it for me. Mm. I'd love to see something when when it comes to Kirby. I'd love to see something, I don't know, name a part of it after him. Um, I don't know what what that have to be looked at by the club, but I think he is yeah. definitely a man that that you know deserves to have something um, set in stone, I suppose, with regards yeah. to Liverpool Football Club. Um, I think that's it. I think we're done. That's a good hour, and um, we've done very well. We've decided to rename Storms. Um, yeah. we've we've walked out with the colour of cream soda both here and there and now and in the past, which I think yeah. has been really really good work. We've looked at Watford, we've looked at Chelsea, and we've cured. So hang- is Moriarty. Yes, we've cured hangovers. Um, we've literally set in stone what needs to be done for a hangover for a man in Limerick that's um going to Rag Week next week. So I think overall it's been a very productive Friday night. But I think so. Yeah. Good. Um, Carl, it's been a pleasure as always, and we will talk to you very soon. Hopefully, when Liverpool only need three or two or one game to secure the title, it's been a pleasure. Cheers. Happy days. That's been the Fatback Four Daily. Uh, enjoy and enjoy the match tomorrow. Uh, we will be back on Sunday evening for the Fatback Four podcast. It's probably around nine or ten o'clock. Um, we will be back, uh, as I said, Sunday. Monday will be the club, and we will go from there and see what happens. Over and now. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Are you thinking more about how to tighten up your budget these days? Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save over $700 on average, and customers can qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up. A little off your rate each month goes a long way. Get a quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.